everybody. Welcome back to Love Curvy Yoga. We are so excited to have you back with us this week. Always. Always. <laughs> we're just going to jump right in. Yeah. So we're going to start with our practice notes. And my practice note, which is hilarious to me, is that going to class is usually worth it. <laughs> usually being yeah. the keyword. This is unusually, but um, last weekend, I've been going to this class on Saturday mornings at eight, which is in general a good time for me because I'm usually already awake, of course. Yeah. But the last couple weeks, Hazel's been up a lot in the night. So then she's been sleeping a little bit later. And I, last weekend was like, oh, I kind of just want to sleep. But I also felt really kind of discombobulated from being up so many nights and disconnected from my body. And I knew there's no other time I could go. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to get up and go. And I went. And on the way there, I was like, I still kind of wish I was asleep. (laughs) (laughs) And when I got there and started moving, I was like, oh. Was so the right decision. Yes. I did it. Yeah. This translates to so many things. We've talked sometimes about how much I'll dread doing something. Yeah. And I do it and I'm either like, oh, it wasn't that bad, or it was actually amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's so many things like that. And then you've like been putting it off for forever and you do it and it like takes five minutes and you're like, it was fine. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's hilarious. Yeah. My practice notes for this week are that just like you would prepare to go to a yoga class, (laughs) the holidays are coming. So prepare accordingly. And I say that, I don't mean like put up your tree. I mean, I do mean that. (laughs) You're a tree putter upper. I'm all for it. But I mostly mean like prepare yourself accordingly. Like I'm not a preparer. Like I usually just roll with the punches and like take days on as they come, but I'm trying to be better about not being, you know, overly prepared, but being a little bit prepared. So I've just been thinking about like, okay, I know things get crazy around this time or this week, or this day is going to be crazy. Like have water with you, like have food that you can just eat in the car, like Mm -hmm. just preparing myself in those ways. So this time of the year can be crazy for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. So my practice notes for this week are just be mindful that it's coming and do the best that you can to be prepared for yourself. Yeah. Those like seemingly little pieces, water and snacks. I mean, (laughs) water and snacks are life. (laughs) I mean, it's for me, truly the difference between a good day and a bad day oftentimes headaches versus not. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's not, I guess, that unique to say eating and drinking is good. (laughs) (laughs) But some of us will go all day and be like, oh, I haven't ate or drank anything. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not that person, but I don't like to be away from my water or my snacks. (laughs) And I don't like it. (laughs) Hilarious. Yeah. I just like to know it's there first yes. and when I need it. It's available to you. Yep. <laughs> okay. So we are going to transition now into our next segment. So we're going to be talking about body lies that we no longer believe. And this is a continuation of what we talked about in our last episode. So we talked about where our body stories come from in that episode. And if you are on our email list, we talked about most recently 
the story I'm making up my, about my body is. And we also mentioned this on the last podcast. So we're kind of, uh, this is like a little trilogy, I guess. Kirby <laughs> <laughs> yoga trilogy. <laughs> we're going to wrap up this body story conversation today by talking about different body and stories and lies that we no longer believe. Yes. So one of mine I was thinking, and this is not so much one that I personally have believed, but that I've heard so much. It's sort yeah. of has seeped into my consciousness, but I think just the cultural consciousness, yeah. which is this idea that you should be able to fit into your high school jeans or whatever. <laughs> it's just hilarious. For the rest of your life. Oh I'm God. like, yeah. What? Like where to even begin? With like women? I can't even, and, and I know that it's a thing and that a lot of people really feel that way. So I'm not, I don't want it to sound like I'm, you know, making, I know it's like a real thing that people, I like can't even, I don't even know whose body that was. <laughs> I know. Like whose body was that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, at when you're in high school, you're more grown than what you were when you were a kid. Yeah. But you're still growing once you get out of high school. Your body yes. is changing. A hundred percent. It's not like you hit high school graduation and then, whoop, body's done growing and changing. You're good to go. Especially, like, for each individual person. Some people yeah. still have quite a bit of growing to do in their bodies. At that True. And that is just one of 1,000 reasons why your body would be different <laughs> for 10,000 reasons. 20 years yeah. later. <laughs> oh gosh. A few things have happened between now and 99. <laughs> well, I just think, is there anything that I want to fit back into from high school? Okay, don't do that because you know my children are now wearing the exact same clothes that I wore in high school, and I wish that I had all of them. Not for me to wear, but for Jaya to wear. That's amazing. Well, that's a little bit different. It's different. But I'm just like, there's really nothing from high school that I want back in clothes. Really, I would not go back. For probably any amount of money. That is hilarious. I love it. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Um, mine is, it, it's similar to that. And we've talked in the past about how I used to have the number in my head. I did wear that number in high school. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them. I wore one of those numbers in high school. And so I think one of the things that I've really worked on, and and it has been work. And it this is one of those things that will still like pop back up for me once in a while um, is that number, but I've definitely worked to like, let go of, I'm like completely fine with the fact that my body is very different than it was in high school and sizes even have changed. Like the same number then is not what it is now, but yeah, I've like really worked hard. I feel like the last few years to kind of like let that particular number no longer be what like in like moments feels like the, like the number that I have to be. And then that's where I'm like, perfect. Yeah. That's yeah. So huge. Yeah. When I feel like the more you let something like that go, the more you kind of practice it. Yes. Yeah. Where that process is. Like. Yeah. Totally. Another one of mine is that I can get my body to one particular way that I 
like or I'm comfortable with and then just be done with it. Like, okay, here's my body. It's fine. Now I'm going to move on with my life. Yep. And what's interesting is, you know, for a really long time, that meant something like you were just saying, a certain number on the scale or size of my clothes. And over time, it has this insidious little way of still hanging on. Yeah. So in the past, in the more recent past, I'll say, (laughs) there have been times where I'm like, okay, I'm at peace with this body that I have now. But like, that's it. It can't change anymore. I don't want it to lose weight. Like, I don't want every, like, let's just hang here because I'm comfortable here. Yeah. Mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever. And as I'm sure you are all rolling your eyes to be like, oh, Anna's going to say that bodies change. What a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Bodies change. Bodies change. Even accepting a body at a certain place does not mean that I can just be like, okay, well now I'm moving on with that. So, I live here now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do you have another one? Yeah. I think we could both probably talk about this next one forever, but there's so many things letting go like attached to post baby stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and how, you know, in our culture, we, we see like women who maybe would, we would label as celebrities that like have a baby. And then the next week they're wearing their high school jeans that are the, the number that they want them to be. And, you know, their body is the one way that they like it. (laughs) You know, like this is what we see all of the time. And so I think part of, you know, the lies that, that I've let go of is just that like my, I should have been able I especially used to tell myself this in my twenties because I had my first child at 21 mm-hmm. and I remember even being pregnant thinking, Oh, I'm just going to bounce back. Right. Cause I was so young. And so I thought that that's what would just happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't at 21, I did not just bounce back. Yeah. And so I think letting go of that feeling that I think can linger for women for a really long time of like, I must've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. Or, right. Uh, like I was reading an article the other day even about a woman who she'd gotten stretch marks when she was pregnant on her stomach because, you know, your stomach gets really big when you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she struggled for a long time feeling like I didn't do something right. I did something wrong mm-hmm. or I didn't do something that I should have done. And so I think, I definitely think that I brought a little bit of that with me postpartum. And like, those are things that I've just, you know, let go. And we've talked in the past too about how they'll creep in. And then I go, oh yeah, but you have these two humans. And then I'm like, oh, I'm fine. Right. Um, but yeah, that's another thing that you work on and that, you know, you have to let go. And that's different for everybody because our bodies all change so differently from pregnancy. And, you know, it can be different for you if you had a vaginal birth versus a C-section or if you chose to breastfeed or didn't choose to breastfeed. Like it looks so different for all of us, but right, yeah. Well, and it's just making me think about what you said about like blaming yourself for these things. Yeah. Because I think our society sets it up in such a way that we blame ourselves for these things because then what do we do? We look out to consumer culture to fix our individual quote unquote problems. Problems. Yeah. When really this is just how bodies are. (laughs) When really... Systems are set up to make us feel bad and like we're personal failures. 
versus being like, hey, it's fine. Everyone can just be at peace in their bodies because what is capitalism going to do with that? (laughs) (laughs) They're going to file for bankruptcy. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Okay. Um, I have one more, which is that my body should look like everyone else's in my family. Yeah. So I believe that for a really long time felt like, again, I was a personal failure because my body did not look like many other people's in my family, though it did look like some people's, you know, it just kind of depended. But over time, I just realized like, this is my body. This is how genetics have shaken out in my body, how um, I'm comfortable being in it, et cetera. And it's fine. And not everyone in a family needs to, should, is going to be, et cetera. Yeah. Looking the same or being the same. In the yeah. And there's so many different factors beyond genetics that influence these things. Yes. Yeah. So many things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So That's we would fun. love to hear what body lies that you no longer believe because there's a lot out there. <laughs> and I think like the foundational one that I was just thinking of as we're sitting here is just that somehow our value as people starts with what our bodies look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like, that's the first one to let go of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the most fun. Yeah. Right. So fundamental. Yeah. All right. Well, yes, we definitely want to hear from you. We want to know about, what you've let go of and maybe that'll help us realize other things that we need to let go of. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to move right into curvy collab. So you've heard me talk probably the last couple weeks about I'm on a kick. So you've heard (laughs) me probably talk um, or mention attachment styles (laughs) because I'm kind of obsessed (laughs) Like so obsessed that I literally found a local therapist who specializes in attachment. (laughs) I was like, you're my new therapist. (laughs) Uh, But there's a woman that you can follow if it's something that you're not familiar with or that you maybe are familiar with or you'd like to dig in deeper. There's a woman on Instagram. She's a therapist. Her name is Sylvie. I hope I'm not botching her last name, but Kukashian, I think is how you say it. And that's her exact name on Instagram. We'll put it in the show notes, but she also specializes in attachment theory and she just posts some really great, I I would even like say some like really freeing things. Mm. Um, She has like a real, um, she brings like a real, I would say like graciousness to the table when it comes to all attachment styles. So Mm. it's not like one is better than the other or anything like that. So she would be a great, her feed is mostly words, which, you know, I'm a big fan of like, get a lot of words in your feed if images can be hard for you to look at. Yeah. So she's really great. And I think that you would enjoy her if you're familiar with attachment styles or not. Well, I'm going to follow her right after this. Yeah. She's really great. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to move into our gratitude now. So my gratitude is everybody who participated in the Curbay, our annual. Oh my gosh, it was so fun to read. Yes, it's really helpful to just get your perspective, what is working, what you'd like more of, any shifts. So we just really appreciate your time. And I wanted to say thank you. Yeah, it was really interesting to read all. You guys have like some great ideas. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was great. My gratitude this week is for warm food on cold nights. 
So we finally have hit, like, we didn't really have, we had like four days of fall here. I kept complaining that summer wouldn't end. Then we had like four days of fall and now it's just like straight up winter. (laughs) Um, And so it's very cold. And I was picking my son up from school today. My daughter wasn't with us. And so I knew immediately, like, we are getting Vietnamese food. (laughs) Because she will, it's not her favorite, but it's his. And I was Mm -hmm. like, this is like the perfect, like, warm food for this night. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, I'm so thankful for this feeling. So that's it. That is my gratitude for the week. Give me all the pho. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, and I feel like you live in the land of pho. Yeah. I'm so, so jealous. <laughs> so jealous. <laughs> all right. We are going to take one deep breath together to close. Inhale. And exhale. The light in me honors the light in you. Namaste. Namaste.